Wake Up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your host, Patty Catter. Today, I have some very special guests on the show. My friend Hank Barb is on the show, along with Justin Roberts. Hello. How are you guys? Great. Um, this is cool. It's good to see you. Good. Good yeah. to see you. I haven't seen you forever, Hank. <laughs> 2017, right? And yes. in Hollywood. Yeah. It was yeah. fun trip. I want to go back. Yeah, me too. So Hank is a military veteran, and I'm going to let him tell you about his experience. Justin is as well. Um, Hank is with the band. It's called Three Beards. It's amazing. If you don't know about yeah. it, go check it out. It's so fun. And he's going to talk a little bit about that too. And Justin, um, he served in the Army. Hank was in both the Marines and in the Army, right, Hank? Yep. yep. And so we're going to go ahead and I'm going to have Hank talk first since I know I'm the best. And then we're going to jump in and get to know Justin really well. All right. Uh, my name's Hank Barb. I'm from Texas. I was in the Marines for four years. And then uh, a recruiter talked to me into joining the Army. And I think I was in the Army for like eight or nine years before I got hurt and retired. I got out. I was a, a teacher for a while. I taught special education. Uh, I was a football coach for a while. And uh, one day I had a. Uh, a PTS incident. I attempted to hurt myself and put myself in a coma for about four days. Uh, when I woke up, the VA sent someone to come stay with me. And uh, she started taking me out to open mics and, and things like that. And once I started playing music, uh, I found out that people were stuck listening to me when I started playing, like they couldn't interrupt me or negate my feelings. And then I found out that other people kind of felt the same way. And a lot of people could relate. And I think it was just like less than two months, I was on a record label and actually going to the studio and recording this stuff. And so I stopped teaching and coaching. Uh, I teamed up and did some stuff with, uh, with the Vettis, you know, Saul Rivandi. Uh, we did an inaugural event in DC the year that I met you. And that's when I met Justin. Uh, and uh, me and Justin just had a whole lot in common. You know, he was a chaplain. I was a medic. And, uh, we kind of started leaning on each other for like emotional stability and, you know, we're checking in with each other, accountability and stuff. And uh, we came up with this cool idea called do good. And I'll let Justin tell you about that. Mm -hmm. And real quick, I want to interrupt you because some of my listeners might not know what PTS is. So PTS is post-traumatic stress. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was a medic when I was in the military, in the army. I wasn't in the Marines. Marines don't have medics. I was an air traffic controller, but, uh, you know, uh, when I was in Iraq, I was a flight medic. And during the initial invasion, you know, there wasn't any ground, uh, there wasn't really any ground ambulance, Kazovac stuff. And so whenever people had to go to, there, there was no way to send an ambulance out to get them. We had to go pick them up in our helicopters. And so we, it was just a lot of trauma. And uh, it's, it's hard to shake that stuff when you get back because uh, you don't think that people are actually capable of that sort of thing until you see it. And then it's just like, so yeah, PTS, post-traumatic stress. Thank you for explaining that. Um, and Justin, could you explain how, in your words, uh, a little bit about yourself and how you met Hank? Yeah. So, uh, I'm a former army chaplain. I was in the 101st and deployed to Kunar province, Afghanistan. Uh, chaplains are not allowed to carry weapons. So I was given permission to carry a camera and um, I went out with every single platoon 
on a patrol at least, and then I was near the front during major operations. Uh, that was actually from one of my first sergeants. I asked him how I should go about the deployment, and he's like, if you really want to connect with the guys, you need to go out with them. And for us at the time, in 2009, we were the most suicidal battalion in the Army. And you know, I suicide my second day on the job, another a week later, then another and another. And weekly suicide attempts or gestures every single week for the first six months I was there. So connecting wasn't just like an, an optional thing or a nice thing that it was critical uh, to saving lives. And so uh, connecting was my number one priority. And so that meant going outside the wire and, and being in the combat. Um, but while I was out there, my second master's is actually in media arts and communications. And so when I wasn't doing the chaplain stuff, I was trying to capture some of the moments. And the goal was to um, try to make sure that it's remembered. You know, these are my friends and I didn't want people to forget. So I wound up putting together a film called No Greater Love uh, from the footage that, you know, I shot while I was out there. And uh, we released that theatrically. Uh, it screened at the White House before Congress, went out to theaters, did a film festival circuit. And then I was asked to go to the Vettys to, to do the invocation. And that's where I met my buddy Hank. And uh, after hearing his backstory, there was so much stuff that we had in common. Uh, you know, we're two guys from Texas. Uh, we both were caregivers on the battlefield, taking care of people. And both of us were struggling with PTS. So we set up to do a morning call. I mean, just after, after we kind of got to know each other, it was just, it was easy. You know, it's like, cause I mean, we just sit, we chat, how are you doing? How are things going? What are you working on? And then after a while, <laughs> yeah, it, it just shoot the bull. And it's just like, you know, after a while we were just like, well, we have uh, the best moments in our life was when we were helping people. And that's really how we're built, what we're called to do. But how do we use our current passion and talents to do that? You know, me with film and him with music. And so I, I came down to Texas, brought my wife and kids and, and just over several cups of coffee, just talking, we came up with the idea for Do Good, which is just simply a YouTube series focused on the people who are doing good and then donating the monetization of views from the channel to those people or their organization. But it was like right after we came up with that concept, I found out that Hurricane Laura was headed to my home in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So we had to pack up the wife and kids and jet down so we could pack up our house and then get them out of there, get all of our belongings, get the house boarded up and then get our belongings. But I called Hank and, and we decided that at first we were going to do the first season focused on veteran issues. But then we decided to go ahead and do the first season focused on disaster relief. And then he, he came down here to Louisiana and we started filming. For six mm -hmm. weeks. We were there for six weeks without, like we were having to drive two hours just to go someplace where we could get internet. Uh, and uh, there's no and then water. We go, then we go back. No electricity. Yeah. No internet. Felt like a deployment. Yeah. We've no. done that. I was just thinking that, and it, it brought up a question in my mind of when you guys were kids, were you finding yourself helping other people when you were younger too? Or what was the, the pivotal turning point for each of you? I was a rowdy kid. Uh, in fact, I can tell you the reason I even joined the military was because I got in a fight in high school. 
And my dad took me to the recruiter's office in another city and dropped me off and said, you can take him home after he signs up and left. And that's how I ended up in the army. And then I got into it and I was like, Hey, this is pretty easy. You just do what people tell you to do. You scream when the drill instructor or drill sergeant tells you to scream. And like, this is easy. Yeah. And you sure have a set of vocal cords to do that screaming. (laughs) One of the drill instructors told me one time, you're going to give yourself a hernia. (laughs) And I was like, and I did. It was great. (laughs) Well, Justin, what about you? I I, kind of came from a different angle. Like my, uh, my dad was a drug dealer and it was kind of like a, a rough background. So I, I just like went the opposite direction to it and started riding my bike to church when I was 13. And um, I just kind of went into that route at an early age. So it was like working in ministry. Um, and my mom was a nurse, though, so I'd do like hospital visits and stuff like that at an early age, too. So I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um it's really interesting to, to hear how each person ends up joining the military. It's either kind of like Hank's story or like yours, Justin. I, my, mine was uh, my grandfather served in three wars, wow. uh, World War II, the end of World War II, Korea, and then the beginning of Vietnam. And he was the only like strong male role model I had in my life. Mm-hmm. So I knew from an early age I wanted to go in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't know how that would combine with ministry until I heard about the chaplain corps. Then I was like, okay. That's my route. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I kind of want to interview each of you separately too on another show. So I'll talk about that after the show. We'll get that rearranged or arranged, I should say. Um, so Hank, um, what was your hardest trial that you can think of in your entire life? It doesn't have to be, you know, or one of your hardest trials, because I think we all go through these crazy hard trials, but what's one hard thing that you've been through in life and how did you overcome that trial? Or are you still working on that? I'd have to say when I, when I got divorced, uh, you know, there's a whole, it was a big mess that there was, a. It, it was at the time when the VA was still trying to figure out mental health drugs and things like that. And it was, uh, it was one of those deals that, uh, I knew something bad was going to happen. And so I wanted them to be gone from me. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunate and, and we ended up ending the marriage and that was when, that was when I, I hurt myself, but that was the hardest thing that I've ever done. And, uh, it's harder looking back at it because I know that it was kind of, it wasn't really me. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, uh, but <clears throat> I have a great relationship with her. You know, my, my oldest just graduated from high school. Uh, my youngest is awesome. I talked to her, uh, her family still treats me like I'm part of their family. Like we have a great relationship, you know? Uh, and I think the way that I got over that was just by not, not staying, looking at the bad stuff, you know, uh, plus staying active, you know, Chappie, Chappie has more faith in me than I have in myself. You know, and I'm really lucky because uh, he keeps me busy and he keeps me motivated. He gives me friendship and, and, and a mission again, you know, and that to me, I think, is the biggest thing that helped me was just finding the right friendship and then the right mission. Uh, there's this thing called Ikigai. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's kind of it's this Japanese saying, you know, you make a list of, of all the things that you like to do or love to do. Then you make a list of the things that the world needs and then things that you can make money doing. Mm -hmm. And if you find something that's on all all three of those, then that's what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, And Chappie's kind of led me to that. 
That's pretty neat. I've never heard of that. Huh. I didn't and come I, up with it. <laughs> I just try to hang out with people cooler than myself. It raises, raises my cool level. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. You seem pretty cool. I wouldn't tell you I want you back on my show again if you weren't cool. <laughs> Wait until you get to know me. Uh, if you're a friend of Hank, you're definitely a friend of mine. <laughs> so. oh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like the coffee shop nerd who likes to play chess, you know, and just it's just kind of how I roll. But the uh, yeah, it, it's it's this has been a friendship that has helped both of us because, you know, both of us kind of met each other when we we're still like working on some stuff. And um, it's for me, whenever I got out, you know, I went through severe depression and I was really struggling. And I was also, I mean, I was struggling when I was still in the military too, but when I got out, it just got 10 times worse. And um, that went on for several years and I didn't really see a road out of it. Uh, but whenever we started chatting, I mean, things started getting a lot better because I can meet, he, he knows exactly where I'm coming from. You know, there's not much I can say that he hasn't been there, experienced that, knows what it's like and can relate with it, you know, both, you know, on and off battlefield type stuff. So that immediately just, it's like a pressure relief valve, you know, just being understood. Yeah. And so just having that morning call, but also having kind of that person that I can say something to and he, he already gets it helped me tremendously and you know, just doing that consistently mm -hmm. um as i've, I've had 100 percent improvement you know just from that so mm -hmm. yeah what was one of for two years Did yeah i guess so yeah. yeah just about every day yeah it was weird though as i was thinking about it it's like my I, my grandfather used to go out to this coffee shop and he was a veteran and he, every morning he'd go out to this coffee shop with a bunch of other veterans and talk. And I just remember like, oh man, they're just telling tall war stories, just an old guy thing. I didn't quite get it when I was younger, but yeah. now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they have like the big old billboard caps in a small Texas cafe, you know, just sitting there just talking about stuff. And I was like, ah, they were doing it too. Yeah. We that? have a group like that, uh, some World War II vets. And some other eras of veterans, they meet at our Bob Evans in Florida. I, many of the Bob Evans have meetings on Thursday mornings. You just pop in and there's a bunch of old veterans having breakfast together. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. So Justin, what was one of your hardest um, trials in life and how have you overcome that? I, I think it was, you know, when I came out of the military, like it, there's, there's been several different times in my life that was somewhat of a struggle, but the, um, you know, for me, uh, after when I was 13, my father attempted suicide. He did it multiple times before, but this one had permanently brain damaged himself and put him into a coma for a period of time. We didn't know if he was going to live. And I became suicidal after that. I was just like, you know, if this is all there is to this life, I went through a lot of abuse, a lot of struggles. Um, there's not much more for me. And if this is his route, it seems like a route I could take too. But um, that's when, uh, before he had left town, he got a local church to give me a Bible because I think he kind of figured that was something good. And I started going through the Bible and that's when I had accepted Christ. That's how I became a Christian. Um, it was a, a road between suicide or that, and I chose that. It gave me hope. Um, but when I got out of the military, you know, I was struggling. and. 
I sank really, really deep and I didn't know how to get out of that. But for me, what it was is just communicating and connecting again. You know, it, the struggle with depression and suicide is often you just don't see a way out of the pain. Mm-hmm. You don't see you, you're, you're isolated with it. You feel alone with it. Um, and it doesn't feel like it's ever going to end. That's the dangerous point is when it feels like it's never going to end. And you're just like, oh, well, yeah, I just want to get out of the pain. It's not like you necessarily want to die. It's just you don't want to hurt anymore. So, but for me, what worked was connecting with my wife on it, talking, real talking, and connecting with Hank, having a friend. And uh, that over time, you know, just really fixed it for me and gave me a lot more hope. So, yeah. I think too that, um, Obviously, I've never been in your situations. I've never been to combat. I've never been anything like that. Um, my husband's the military veteran, not me, but I have had a lot of struggles too. Um, I lost my first friend at 15 years old and it kind of just snowballed from there. My dad ended up taking his life um, in 2015. Um, my mom died seven months prior. It's been a cr- crazy ride for me, I guess. Um, but one of the things that has always helped me is doing good for other people. It always lets you see that you're not alone in this crazy world and that, um, other people are struggling. And a lot of times, most, a lot of people have it so much worse. So I want to talk a little bit about your show called the do good army. And, um, Justin, you had talked about, you have a company, it's called Echo Bravo Productions. Um, you made the movie No Greater Love. And I want to know, how did you guys come together on making this movie? And it is a YouTube series right now. I am hoping that it goes bigger than that though, because I, I this morning did some watching and learning and I think it has so much potential and it's already reaching great people, but I think that you're just going to reach so many more people. Awesome. So how did you, how did you guys come together for the movie? Like, or the, the series? The do good is really just our friendship on camera. I mean, it, it that's it. It's like, there, there's not much more to it. It's, you know, us hanging out and, and talking with people. When we started talking about what do we want to do and how we can use our talents um, to make an impact again, mm-hmm. then that's how do good was born. So it's really just a show between me and Hank <laughs> focused on how can spotlighting the people who are doing incredible things, people who really make an impression on our hearts mm-hmm. and then trying to connect them with the audience all across the world. So that way the audience can make a difference. But you know, because of COVID, a lot of people are financially impacted. Mm-hmm. They don't have the means necessarily to donate. So that was the question we were trying to figure out. It's like, well, how can they still make a difference? Mm-hmm. And so that's why why we decided, well, we'll donate the monetization of views to the person or the charity. So that way, just by watching and sharing, the audience can still make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how Do Good was born. That's amazing. So is it a have you nonprofited or are you a nonprofit no. now? Or no, it's like we we didn't want to become yet another you know nonprofit mm-hmm. asking for funds. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we partnered with our local United Way, of Southwest Louisiana. And we're getting once monetization sets up, we're not too far away from that, but we're still not there. Once it gets sets up, set up, then it goes directly from YouTube to that organization and from that organization to the charity. So that wow. way it bypasses us all together. And we're not good at math. 
And so it's just better that way. <laughs> oh. Well, um, what, what's next for both of you? Um, Man, I, I can tell you, uh, we're going to the studio. The band is going back to the studio on the fifth. Uh, you know, things are looking really good. We, we just got a new manager and getting ready to put out a new record and, and, and still and having that be a part of, of do good too. You know, it's, Basically, you know, me and me and Justin, we daydream about stuff all day. And every once in a while, we're like, hey, we could do that. And so we make it happen. Yeah, it's it's where I'm, I'm continuing to make films. He's continuing to make music. And then it's uh, we will have uh, eight more episodes about this disaster mm-hmm. you know, releasing. Uh, we've already shot uh, an episode that's going to be into our next season that is going to be focused on military and veteran issues. But. Our objective is to continue growing the Do Good Army. You know, we're always, everybody is connected in with social media, practically 99% of the population. What we're trying to do is figure out how we can leverage that for social change to make a difference without requiring a lot of effort or energy on the viewer's part. Just by watching and sharing, you can make a radical difference. You know, for natural disasters, for veteran issues and whatever the other social issue that we need to tackle. So our goal is we're not going to get political because there is already too big of a political divide. We need to figure out how to unite the country. And one of the things we can unite the country on are these issues. But instead of just pushing out rhetoric, we're going to take action and allow them to just by watching be a part of the change. So that's that's what do good is about. It's trying to actually make a difference do good for those who do good right? yeah so if people go to your website dogoodarmy.com is there a way that just regular people can kind of sponsor the show do you have anything that they can click just to sponsor it not yet not yet it's like we're going to set up a patreon and some of those things that want to support the mission and you can order uh, t-shirts yeah <laughs> order and t-shirts okay uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have just a, a a line of merch that will go to the do good team and then the rest of it's going to go straight to the charities and <laughs> we'll come up with a different type of merch for each organization that we cover but um yeah right now we're more focused on just getting the message out there having people share it like it subscribe and that's how you join the army right the do Sorry, good army the, do good army. the other one, not the other one. Yeah. Don't join the other one right now. Okay. <laughs> um, are the shirts on the website right now? Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. All right. So everybody, I want to encourage you to go to good, do good army.com. And then, um, would each of you please share your social media? Uh, sure. Uh, you can follow my band three beards on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and then if you want to just follow me, I just started my own. Now that I don't have to do the, the band stuff anymore, I I started my own Instagram thing. That's fun. So Hank Barb, uh, you'll see my smiling mug. Yeah. And Do Good Army on Facebook. Uh, like us, share us, subscribe us. And I, I think you can also find us on Instagram and all of those other wonderful places. And I, I think I have a personal Instagram, but I don't, I don't know the name of it. It's Justin Roberts. It's got a <laughs> picture on it. I see, I saw it. I added him the other day. I'm Insta, Instagram's my new thing. Man. I added him too. I like Instagram also. I like it a lot better than Facebook lately, just personal reasons. But um, yeah, that's amazing. And anybody who is um, online 
looking at the show page, you'll see all of their links in my show notes. Um, anybody watching, obviously it's on the screen right now. And, um, if anybody wants to be connected with do good army and you're having a hard time for any reason, I don't know, maybe you send the contact form and it doesn't go through, like, don't complain about it. Just get a hold of me and I'll hook you up with these two. Oh, and let me, let me plug one last thing is to, you got to hear Hank's music on Spotify. It's <laughs> oh, yes. amazing. It's phenomenal. It's a, uh, it's going to rock your world and it's going to oh. inspire you. So go check out three beards on Spotify. I really love his music. Um, those of you who know me know that I'm not, um, huge into country, but it's like, it's fun. It's kind of country, kind of pop, kind of rock, kind of like just cool. Right. right <laughs> I love it. Oh man. All right. Well, thank you both for being on the show and thank you everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in every Friday for the newest episode. And I'm going to be talking with Justin and Hank after the show to see if I can interview each of them individually for my month of July independence series. So thank you all and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.